This episode is brought to you by Retreat Yourself. Use the code someWouldSay20 for 20% off seasonal or single boxes. Imagine if Facebook Marketplace was the catalyst for your business. This is where it all started for Maddie Stefanis, founder of 35mm Co. We hear the incredible story behind how her reusable film camera concept came to be, why she throws big parties and never drinks at them, and her biggest mistake in business that cost her a casual $50,000. Welcome, Maddie, to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I'm excited to chat with you. We can't wait to dive into the questions with you. But before we get started, something that we ask all guests is if we were to take you on a night out, what is your DJ song request and what would we order you to drink? Okay, I have to tell you, I have been dreading this question so much. I walked into our room this morning and told my partner and I've never seen him laugh so much. He was like, you are the lamest person. I don't, I don't go out. He was like, how are you supposed to answer this question? Um, yeah, I don't even know what to tell you because I don't drink alcohol. I think I've had a drink twice this year. Oh my God. Wow. Really? I had no idea. Good for yeah, you. So every time I've seen you guys at events, I haven't been drinking. So at the business's first birthday event, I didn't have a single drink. Oh my God. Here's us like, yeah. oh my God, thanks babe. Like sculling the like <laughs> margaritas. Oh my so, gosh. You just don't like drinking? Yeah, I just don't like, um, I actually don't like the taste of alcohol. And I've had a couple of health issues in the last few years. So I kind of just stay away from it. I think I was holding a drink at the event at the Tropic. Mm. So I didn't feel too left out, but I didn't drink it. I remember passing it to someone else. Isn't that sad? Isn't that sad that people feel like they have to do that? Like, at all. and I feel that too. Like even on a weekend where I don't feel like drinking, I'm like, oh, you feel yeah. like you need to hold something. I'll just hold it and get the photo. But no. I was gonna say, I always hold drinks in photos. Yeah, yeah, it's such a thing to do, hey. Mm. Well, do you have a song? Any song? your fave song at the moment this is terrible because i'm gonna look back on it and be like i feel so lame my partner says that my music taste is like 10 years behind so i've been listening to just random drake songs at the moment i couldn't even tell you the name of them (laughs) yeah i literally pick like five songs chuck them in a playlist and i'll listen to them for a week straight like i'm so boring (laughs) no no we can relate we are notorious for listening to the same like 20 songs for the last 10 years so you can't even yeah don't even worry about that Yes, I think because I drive such short distances as well. Whenever I'm in the car, my five songs have got me covered. Totally. Yes, so true. Well, for those who don't know you, Maddie, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and who Maddie is? Of course. Um, I am a 22-year-old business owner. I run a company called 35mm Co. And we sell a reusable film camera product. So it's named The Reloader. And essentially the concept behind The Reloader is that it's reusable. So instead of having to purchase your single use or disposable film cameras, you just reload the film time and time again. Um, I'm originally from Melbourne and now I live on the Gold Coast. So you spoke about 35mm code. Can we take it back to the beginning? Because I, your friend told me this actually at the first birthday event and I was blown away. I had no idea this is how everything sort of began. So can you tell everyone? Yeah, of course. I'd love to hear the story that she told you. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you mine. 
So it started with quite literally like an old clunky film camera. I had absolutely no idea how to use it. I think I was gifted it for something like my 14th birthday. I was very much like a young teen. I feel like Tumblr was in. Everything was really grungy and cool and old school. So naturally I asked my parents for a film camera for my birthday and I had absolutely no idea how to use it. I remember I took it to the NGV, which is the National Gallery in Victoria, and took some film photos of this exhibit and I got the photos back and they were awful. So that was like my film career over. That camera sat in the corner of my room for a couple of years. And then when I was 19, I was just clearing out my bedroom, decided to pop it on sale on Facebook Marketplace. And I listed it for $50 and it ended up selling for 250 So people started bidding in the comments and I couldn't believe it. And I've always been pretty business minded. So I think I kind of took that as my opportunity to start flipping vintage cameras. Wow, that's such a cool story of how it all I had no idea yeah yeah so crazy and then so yeah yeah that was pretty much the same I didn't know that you got gifted it for your birthday but she told me that you were flipping cameras and that's kind of like how it all came to be so what happened after that so did you just like start to sell them on Facebook marketplace or did you like sell them on a website I was selling them on Facebook marketplace eventually I created an Instagram account and I remember we were sitting on maybe a hundred followers. We had no traction whatsoever. And I thought, let's just give away one of the cameras that I have, see if we can gain any sort of social traction. So I popped up the post and overnight we gained like 5,000 followers on the business account. So I was like, wow, obviously you guys come from a marketing background, you know how rare it is to get that sort of social traction on Instagram in today's like day and age. Um, so yeah, I was running it off the back of Instagram. Eventually we launched a website. Amazing. And then so from there, like what happened? Did you kind of realize that you didn't want to flip them anymore or like how did the reloader come to be? Flipping cameras was great, but vintage film cameras are in such low supply. So we got to a point where I was importing cameras from all over the world, um, mostly parts of Europe, but we were just hitting roadblocks with supply. I couldn't get in enough cameras and every time I'd pop, maybe a hundred on the website the next day they'd be sold out. So yeah, it was pretty crazy. And then vintage cameras, obviously, because they're not manufactured anymore, they are quite expensive to come across. So I was selling them for maybe the 200, $250 price mark and um, customers were asking for cheaper options. So I guess that eventually led to me coming up with the reloader, which was more affordable price point, but also great for beginners. I wanted a camera that was entry level and really accessible to everyone. And because I don't come from a photography background, I didn't want like this super technical high spec camera. Mm. I just wanted to make shooting film fun and really easy going. Yeah, that's epic. And I feel like it was such a good time. Well, from like what I've known of 35 millimeter co, I feel like film and like having a film camera really like popped off like over COVID period time it really just like yeah I don't know everyone wanted to shoot on film like even you I remember you had a film camera and Mm -hmm. I was like oh what why do you have film camera that's so cool yeah (laughs) it kind of just came back again didn't it I don't know where yes agreed I think product to market fit like it was exactly the right time and I just stumbled across this random niche and yeah it was incredibly lucky timing Wow, that's epic. I love hearing this. It's so interesting how like humans operate because I feel like two seconds ago it was like, let's get it as 
let's get photos as clear as possible and like get the most macro iPhone, you know, up close. And next minute it's like, no, let's make a granny and vintage. Like yes. can't keep up with what yeah. humans want. Hey, <laughs> um, we uh, found a Daily Mail article about your business and it linked to a TikTok video of 35 millimeter codes. Uh, was TikTok a big part of your business boom? Absolutely. I think TikTok was huge. I remember I was in Melbourne for lockdown. So I only moved to the Gold Coast at the start of 2022. So I did my time in lockdown for those two years in and out. Um, And TikTok was massive. I think there was really like a handful of businesses that were such early adopters to the platform and they reaped the benefits of it so incredibly much in terms of brand awareness, reach, like reaching new audiences, new markets. I think the minute you saw that first viral video, you kind of got a taste of the power of TikTok, Mm. whether a video had gone viral in like Australia or the US, I'd wake up and on our Shopify the next day, we'd have like 10,000, 20,000 website visitors overnight, which is so incredibly rare. Like businesses pay for traffic. So Mm. yeah, TikTok was so pivotal for us. Wow. That's nuts. Did you find, um, anything in particular like worked for you guys on TikTok, like storytelling or like behind the scenes? Funnily enough, the TikToks that do best for us are product-based videos, um, which is really interesting. It's always the ones, I think as a viewer on TikTok, I love seeing human interaction. Like I like putting a face to a name or seeing someone as a face of a brand, but our product-based videos do incredibly well where it's just the camera, it's got a catchy hook and they just go off. Mm, I guess maybe because it's like an unusual product. Like when you think about the demographic of TikTok, it's crazy to think that a lot of those people on there probably have never seen a film camera before, like, or it wasn't a part of like their life. So it's really captivating in that it's like, wait, what? What is this Mm. crazy thing? Absolutely. I always think as well, TikTok is such a huge platform. There are so many people who don't know about the brand. Like we are still tiny. So I think there's so much opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, something that I am blown away by like every single day is how young you are. I literally like cannot believe it. (laughs) Do you ever get feelings of imposter syndrome? And it's so like, okay, if you don't, but just upon reflection of myself and now, and even like when I was younger in marketing, I really found like I would struggle with imposter syndrome quite a lot. And if you have, can you talk to us um, about a time when maybe you felt like out of your depths or you just felt like, yeah, what the fuck? To be completely honest, I don't really think I've ever felt a sense of imposter syndrome maybe because I've always had businesses. I feel like for as long as I can remember, I've wanted to be a business owner. So I've kind of geared myself up for this my whole childhood. But I think that all business owners feel out of their depth at some stage. Yeah, I think forecasting is so hard. Finance is extremely difficult. I think that there are always elements of business where you're going to feel out of your depth. No, I, I love that. I love that response because, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's the, the more rare response. Like most people do suffer from that. And I think it's amazing that you're just so confident and sure of yourself. And as you said, it's just because that's all you've ever known you wanted to do. Mm. Yeah. You just have no like yeah. kind of doubt in your mind. I think there are definitely moments when I doubt myself funnily enough I'm not the most confident person but I think in business and in my career I like wholeheartedly believe that anything is possible as long as you work hard for it put your mind to it all of that really cliche stuff Mm -hmm. I think you can do it 
Mm. Yeah. It's interesting people's perception of themselves versus what others think because to me you feel you seem really confident like not necessarily in a loud way but just in like a sure, sure of, of yourself. yourself yeah yeah like and I think confidence doesn't have to, like it can mean so many different things but like from an outlooker looking in it's like wow no Maddie just is like yep that's that's this me is this is what I do yeah <laughs> I love it that's so nice to hear I think someone said this to me in a podcast before and I burst out laughing and I felt terrible I had to swear I wasn't laughing at her but my whole high school experience I was absolutely riddled with social anxiety so I feel like confidence and me just don't go hand in hand at all yeah true have you did you do anything to help yourself with like social anxiety not really it was such a terrible answer um, <laughs> <laughs> nope I just we're all about honesty here <laughs> no nope, I'm just like, sitting in my pool of anxiety um no I feel like I've definitely gotten better. High school wasn't the best time in my life. I really didn't love my high school experience. So I feel like leaving high school was so freeing for me. I felt like I was finally out and I could do exactly what I wanted and, you know, make my own friends and find my own way. So I think that definitely helped. But also as the business has grown, I feel like I've become a little bit more confident. Um, One-on-one, I'm completely fine. But if you pop me in a room or speaking in front of a crowd, that speech I did at our first birthday event. I reckon I dreaded that for two months. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Oh, look, I don't blame you. Like it is friggin' nerve wracking. And especially when you're in front of so many like influential people, it's, um, yeah, anyone would be nervous. Like public speaking is such a nerve wracking thing. So hundred percent don't Completely. blame you. I don't even know if it was the influencers. I think it was just the media in the room. And I was like, oh my God, what if they quote me? It was just, yeah, super daunting, but happy that's over. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you nailed it. How often do you go to a day spa? Oh, maybe once a year if I'm lucky. Yeah, I'm the same. I feel like I'm always making excuses why I shouldn't nurture myself. We know that research continues to show how stress is at the core of most health issues. And yet it's almost like being exhausted and busy is a millennial badge of honour. Mills, you recently introduced me to Retreat Yourself, who are glamorising the path to self-care. A sensory retreat experience wrapped in a box and delivered to your door every three months. Now, before you think you're getting a pathetic bunch of samples, like most wellness boxes, Retreat Yourself is overflowing with $200 worth of full-size natural products from Australian and New Zealand brands. Complete with a 36-page retreat guide full of yoga, meditation and journaling exercises. The value for money and love they pour into each box is truly out of this world. Choose a one-time box or make it a seasonal subscription and with Christmas around the corner why not treat someone you love use the code some would say 20 for 20 percent off seasonal or single boxes so what are some of your biggest pinch me moments since starting 35 millimeter and co and also biggest mistakes that because they're inevitable that have come along in business completely pinch me moments I feel like it's always the small moments as boring as it sounds putting the business into a warehouse like a 3pl was huge for us. Last Christmas, my poor mom and I were packing orders for, I'd say probably six hours a day, day in, day out. My poor mom has carpal tunnel in her hands and she's sitting there packing my orders all day long. It was just a rough time. Like we had an extraordinary Christmas, better than I could have ever imagined. But once we finally put the business into a 3PL, I think that was pretty monumental because my parents decided to part ways and they were selling our family home. And at the same time, I was moving to Queensland and we had this stock shipment of 10,000 cameras in transit 
And mom was like, they're not going to fit in the garage. Where are you going to put them? So she basically gave me 48 hours to figure it out. We got us into a warehouse and that was huge for us. I think that was just a game changer. Yeah. Oh my God. I can imagine. But like, I almost, I love hearing these stories of business owners just doing like the absolute grungy work of like packing orders and like, you know, the blood, sweat and tears. The blood, sweat and tears. Like it's so, it's so good to know that like everyone, everyone does that. Everyone has to do it, you know, mm-hmm. to get it off the yeah. ground. But I think we all have that shared experience. Someone said, oh, I can't remember what they said to me the other day, something about you wouldn't understand you don't even pack your orders. And I'm oh. just pulling my camera roll, like photos of hundreds of packages and I've got like videos of me crying from Christmas last year and I'm like, you don't understand what it's like. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That's so good. And so that was a pinch me moment. And do you have like a mistake that you can think of? Plenty of mistakes. Our forecasting for Christmas last year was terrible. We had to air freight all of our stock and I reckon it cost us over 50 grand in freight. (gasps) Stop. Oh my God. Shipping is literally the fucking bane of my existence. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Tell me about it. It was just such a lack of forward planning. I think it's because the camera launched in September last year. And so I'd ordered what I thought was enough stock to get me through six months. And that stock ended up selling out within two or three weeks. And then all of a sudden I'd missed my Christmas cutoff dates and we had no stock and we managed to pull through, but the only way to get it here was to air freight it. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. So like lucky for you that uh, well, not lucky. I don't know if this, that's the right word, but that you, that you have margins enough to be able to like, even Justify. though we might not make as much profit by paying this shipping now, like it's better to just have them here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This was actually my issue because I'm bringing out a monthly planner. Surprise for everyone listening. I, don't think, I haven't even announced that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and because they're so big and heavy, the shipping is so expensive and it's like I just don't have the margins to do that so I had to ship like a small amount just to get me through the Christmas time um air freight and then the rest is coming by sea which won't come for like 50 days or something so yeah it's such a juggling act and like forecasting in business is so tough especially when it is to do with like outlaying money oh completely I think it's such a nightmare cash flow is so hard and you know, we've had plenty of mistakes. We were heading into a launch in February at the beginning of this year and customs held up our stock for four weeks. Stuff like that, that Mm. you just don't even expect. And it happens all the time and it's totally out of your control. Hearing all of this is so interesting for me because my personal business, I'm in the service industry, like I'm a wedding celebrant. So it's, it's all about my personality and meeting with couples and I'm like the opposite of you, Maddie, in the sense of like my job is public speaking. <laughs> like that is all I do to an extent. But yeah, it's so we- weird for me to like, it's such a different business model to mm. to shipping and like just stuff I never have to think about. I'm like, oh, I need to go to Officeworks and make sure I've got enough paper to print the vow cards on. <laughs> like that's about the biggest problem in that department. But I know it's, yeah, it's comes like with everything has its own kettle of fish. And I, we were actually speaking about this ages ago. And you were saying like, I don't think I'll ever launch a product. Like it's just not something that I would be interested in. Or like, why would you kind of thing? Because it seems like there's so many overheads. Mm. And I was like, yeah, but if you think about like how many units I could potentially sell versus like you can only be in so many places. 
there's so many pros and cons to like both both different types of business models. Mm. Oh, completely. Yeah, they're so, so different. I don't think that I'm not a service-based business kind of gal. Hats off to you, seriously, because it is such hard work. I always think about, we did a photo shoot last week with an incredible photographer and photo shoots are exhausting. Mm. You know, you're there for eight hours, you're shooting in the sun outside all day long and you're just zonked by the end of it. I think that there's so many different pros and cons to service-based versus product-based businesses. Yeah. Yeah. But it really just depends on your personality type, right? Because for me, I enjoy it. It comes naturally, but like it would not come naturally for me to start an e-com business mm. and post out orders. I would be like, I'm so stressed, but like, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's like, it's yeah. so lucky that we're all different and we bring something new to the table. Exactly. And there's exactly. not like a one size fits all for business. Like yeah. you don't have to do what everyone else is doing you yeah. know what I mean yeah like there's businesses yeah. so multifaceted anyway, anyway <laughs> that was a tangent, we love a tangent. <laughs> um could you tell us or if you've ever received like the best bit of business advice um for anyone who is entering the world of business this is such a hard question there's so many different little bits of advice I'm trying to think trusting your God. I feel like that is so much more powerful than people would ever expect you know like having self-belief and confidence and trusting in your vision um following your ideas through to execution I think that so many people start and then they get deterred or discouraged just keep going I feel like consistency every single day compounds into huge changes you barely even notice it in the moment but you look back six months and wow look how far you've come Yes, so true. That's so funny. We just talked to Connor Kathleen, who's a YouTuber, and we asked her, like, what's your best piece of advice to, like, aspiring content creators? And she, the first thing she said was consistency. consistency. Mm. So yeah. it goes to show, like, consistency pays off so much. It builds trust as well. It builds trust yeah, with your audience as well. Yeah, they... um. They're like expecting something mm. from you ongoing rather than just a one-off and like not going to visit that again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think just be resilient, keep going. Business is so hard. I could pull out my camera roll and show you hundreds of photos of me crying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you guys are the same. Like it's so tough. But um, if it wasn't hard, everyone would be doing it sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. 100%. What have you got, Maddie, that people listening should be aware of? Any goals in the pipeline that you'd be willing to share with us? We're about to launch into the US, um, which is exciting. So I am. She says casually. (laughs) (laughs) She says very casually. That's so exciting. It is exciting. I think it's just been such a lead up. We're kind of just doing a soft launch, it's a brand new market. I'm excited to go back to square one. No one knows about us in the US. We don't really have a presence. So obviously we've set up distribution over there and I'm excited to start getting US customers, the product faster, obviously running ads and reaching that new audience. I think that it's such a cool market and obviously one that every e-commerce business wants to be in. Um, We do have new products coming very slowly. I feel like product development takes so, so long. There's this one product that we have been working on for maybe six months. And I reckon it's still got another six months to go. I thought we'd have it out by Christmas, but I was clearly dreaming. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's lots of things coming. I think just slow and steady. 
Nice. That's epic. So it good. must be so cool. Like, I don't know, the anticipation of waiting for a whole new country to discover it. Like, it's almost, as you said, it's like you're starting again. Like, that would be really... But then starting again with so much knowledge and, and now mm. backgrounds that you can go into it with. So that's just really exciting. Agreed. Yeah, I think it'll be so interesting to see how the brand is received in the US, especially just cultural differences. Yeah. And I feel like they have their huge college culture and spring break, mm. which very much falls into our target audience. So I think it'll be super interesting. Totally. I feel like your brand is very European too. Like it's very like London chic vibes. Yeah. I never thought of it like that at all. Yeah, I think so. I think it's like, I, maybe it's more the film. Jet setter, like. Yeah. Or like jet setter, like young, yeah, young, going on a holiday. Yeah, like. like Around the Amalfi Coast. Yeah. Some some girl in a bikini on the beach on a, um, under an umbrella with the 35mm revolver. Yeah. Like, love it. So I really cool. like that, especially because I always say to people that 35mm Co. is so vastly different to my personal style. Like, I am not my brand at all. You know how people start clothing brands and it's a true reflection of them and what they wear and their lifestyle. 35mm Co is so different to me. So that is a cool perspective. Yeah, yeah. Have you done that intentionally, like to separate the two or did you just purely make them kind of different to your style because you saw that that like did well in the market? I don't think it was super intentional to make it different to my own style. I think that we kind of just wanted to follow that like e-commerce-y sort of mm. wavelength, you know, sit amongst. Mm. I think Frank Body's a great example of yes. the ultimate e-commerce brand. Like they they do it incredibly well. Um, but also I like to position ourselves as more of a lifestyle brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, nice. Well, we wanted to end our chat with some fun. Our favourite game, Would You Rather? So Maddie's going to answer four unknown questions and I'll, okay. I'll kick things off. Here we go. Would you rather get your film photos back and only ever have one good picture or go away on a once of a lifetime trip and lose all the film photos you took? Ooh. Oh my God. I think I have to say the once in a lifetime trip because our whole brand ethos is based around memories and living in the moment. So as much as I'd love to have film photos to tell the tale, I think that I'd have to take the holiday and no photos. Yeah. Fair. And can you imagine getting your films back all the time and just having one good one? It would be so defeating. You'd be like, oh, (laughs) you'd just give up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So good. Okay. Next one. Would you rather never be able to use Facebook ads again or never be able to wholesale again? Oh my God. That's so hard because then you're solely direct to consumer. You've killed me with this. (laughs) (laughs) We asked Mr. Consistent the same question. I think he ended up saying wholesaler because he was like, Facebook's dead anyway. (laughs) But obviously, like, Mr. Consistent's, you know, you kind of go to a bottle. Like, you want, you know what I mean? It's a little bit different. Yes, yes. And they do incredibly amazing wholesale. Yeah. Um, Oh, my goodness. I think, I think wholesale. Yeah. I think wholesale, we're very much taking the wholesale route at the moment. So it's probably reflective of our current moves. But yeah, I think wholesale. So you'd rather give up Facebook? Is that the, that's the answer? You'd rather stick with wholesale? And I'm almost cringing 
giving you this answer. Because <laughs> I it's, so it's like you think it's real. I know it's, it's like, like a oh. life or death. Like you actually have to make this decision. That's so good. And literally, I'm sitting here like reflecting on my conversation with our marketing agency account manager this morning about Facebook return. And I'm like, oh my God, how can I throw it away? <laughs> Poor Maddie's going to need to go to a day spa after this conversation. We're just making her stressed. That's that's funny. Okay, second last question. Would you rather take amazing selfies but look bad in all other photos or be photogenic everywhere but in your selfies? The second one. Photogenic everywhere but look bad in your selfies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not much of a selfie girl so I think that's fine. Yeah, nah, I agree. That one's good. Do you know, I am the worst. I'm... Like, I really am the worst at having candid photos taken of me. Like, on holidays or with friends, I had, like, a mate. We were in South Africa for a a birthday. And I kept being like, no, guys, I swear, like, I'm the worst. And he's like, shut up, Lara, I think you're beautiful. And I was like, no, I'm not trying to, like, shame myself. Like, I I like the way I look. But no joke, when everyone, when anyone takes a photo of me, it turns out fucking terrible if I don't know it's being taken. And then by the end of the trip, he's looking through the camera. He's like, fuck, you're right. You look awful. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, mate. Like, that's so uh, some people. Are, some people are just good at having some candid photos have taken. The knack, hey? Like, yeah. they're just like turning around and their hair's like flicking beautifully, like, and they're like, look you. so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have that knack. You guys have seen my Instagram. Like, there are very few photos of myself on there solely because I'm just not good with photos. Like, I can't do the candid thing. I don't have a problem with how I look, but in pictures, no, no yeah. matter. That's fair. Okay, last question. Would you rather lose all money and valuables? Sorry. Would you rather lose all your money and valuables or lose all the pictures you have ever taken? All my money and valuables. <laughs> yes. There's like 60,000 photos or something ridiculous. Oh. I can't lose that. I know. Mine is so bad. My phone's like starting to lag now. I need to... Even and I've got them backed up, but it's just like doesn't do anything. Like iCloud, what are you doing? Get your shit together. It's so frustrating. I consider getting a work phone, but I, I just won't use it. I'll end up with all the same photos on the one phone. It'd be a nightmare. I know. Yeah, I thought the same thing, and I was like, no, I just yeah. It's such a head spin to think that we pay for cloud storage. Like, I know. It's like non-existent no. thing that, but, but it does exist. Like it's such a weird concept. Yeah. Mine doesn't even work half the time as well. <laughs> I know. So frustrating. Anyway. Anyway. Well, where can our guests find you, Maddie? Me or the business? Or oh, both. both. Either or. Either or. Okay. The business is 35mmco.com. Um, and then I am just Maddie Stefanos on Instagram. Beautiful. We'll pop her details in the description so you can check her out. And um, we can't wait to see how it all goes in the US. Thank you so much for joining us, Maddie. Thanks, Maddie. Thank you for having me, guys. Thanks for listening to today's chat. If you loved what we had to say, hit subscribe, leave us a review. And find us on Instagram at Some Would Say Podcast. Talk then.